I'm Ashley Aiken. And I'm Chris Cerna. The wedding industry has unintentionally perpetuated a culture of chasing perfection at the cost of your relationships and mental peace. We know this because we've spent a combined 16 years photographing weddings. Together, we dive into the silent struggles of the modern engaged couple, like you. Our goal is to empower you to pop that perfection bubble, embark on the journey of self-awareness, forge your own wedding planning path, and and ultimately ultimately cultivate a healthy and thriving marriage. What is up and welcome to the Bridal Breakdown. Thanks for tuning in. Ashley, tell me how your weekend was. All I want to think about is yesterday and the Super Bowl was hard to watch as a Chiefs fan. I'm still rocking my Super Bowl or the shirt that I wore when we won the Super Bowl last year. But And you've been eating some Super Bowl snacks today too. Yeah. I'm guilty of that, of that same yeah. thing. Yeah. I actually, speaking of desserts, just finished some Oreo dirt cake that I made for the Super Bowl party that we had. Well, we had like our family over. And Chris, I want your opinion because this is very important to me. Okay. I want your opinion on I Oreos. I, I like Oreos. I used to not like them when I was a kid, but I like them now. Okay. Um, I don't How? like double stuffed Oreos. Oh, it's me, too much icing. Me either. Like me I got to have the ratio, like a normal Oreo is just yeah. the right. And the, how I didn't like them as a kid is I'm not big on chocolate. I'm just not a big chocolate person. What? If you could see Ashley's face, it was so shocked. But yeah, I'm just not a chocolate person, but I do like Oreos now. And then I just recently heard about thin Oreos. Okay, but I don't like the thin Oreos. I When I was like dieting while Justin was deployed and I was trying to like look my best, you know, I would give myself because I'm obsessed with Oreos, which is why I made an Oreo dirt cake. But I was obsessed with Oreos. And so I bought the thin ones for my quote unquote diet. Diet. And I would give myself like five Oreos, but they were the thin ones. So it really wasn't that bad to have five thin Oreos. But the ratio is way wrong. The ratio is wrong. It's definitely off, right? Yeah. It's awful. So anyways. That's sad. Yeah. Okay, so so and with Spiel, still talking about Oreos, how do you feel about cookies and cream ice cream? I do like cookies and cream ice cream. I like it. It's not my favorite, but I do like it. What's your favorite? My favorite ice cream, it's, it's a specific kind. So, and this is going to sound so basic. I'm going to be a basic, basic <laughs> bro. But I love vanilla. But from Bluebell ice cream. Not like okay. Brahms vanilla or vanilla bean. It's specifically Bluebell vanilla ice cream. I can so relate to this. Bluebell ice cream is, oh my God. It's Bluebell cookies and cream ice cream is literally everything to me. And it, you cannot buy it here. No. And it, it's a tech. I feel like it's a, se- is it a Southern thing or is it just Texas or. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, the Bluebell factory is in, is it Brenham? Is that like, what, is that the city? I Brenham so. out of college station? Yeah. yeah. So oh have you God. had Millennium from Bluebell? No, I haven't had Bluebell in years. So Millennium is another flavor that my family really liked. And it is, uh, it's got like pecan, like chunks of pecan, caramel, and then slivers of dark chocolate in it. Um, and it is so good. Like, 
It is amazing. Every, Everything I, sounds good besides the pecan. I don't think nuts and desserts should be. What? <laughs> okay, so now if we're talking about my favorite ice cream, like here that I can get locally, if someone's like, hey, do you want to go get some ice cream? I'm like, okay, yeah. It is any version of a turtle pecan like cluster. So it's it's like a vanilla, a sheer gagging. It's a vanilla ice cream with caramel, pecans, and uh, there's something else in it. I think pieces of chocolate. I think that's essentially the same thing as, as the a bluebell option. As a turtle. Just saying. No, that's different. It's so different. <laughs> that that option has like hardened like caramel. This is like mm. creamy melted caramel. They're mm. totally different. But okay. bluebell, man, okay. people here in and the rest of the world here in Kansas, especially, are missing out. It's so creamy. Oh, oh my god, it's so in the ratio. Oh, this is cookies and cream. Like I'm an Oreo nut. The ratio of cookie pieces to ice cream is like perfect. So many of the cookies and cream that like I go to Dylan's and buy, I've bought almost every single flavor and I Google every time that I go to the store and I'm getting some ice cream, I Google like best cookies and cream because you cannot get the cook. Like you want the big cookie chunks. So a yeah. lot of the time you guys like hack, although this isn't like in ingenuitive or anything, just buy a, case, a thing of Oreos and crush, crush them up. You crush it, yeah. And add them in. Or I just like make my own because I feel like it's better than the ones that they... It's just, it's really depressing because I... Also, on ratio, they say that Ben and Jerry's um, milk and cookies, I think is the name of the flavor, is like top notch. And like Bluebell's cookies and cream is actually underneath that. What? But we don't sell milk and cookies version... Like I, you, I cannot find the Ben and Jerry's milk and cookies version here. The what? only one that I found, which was last week. I'm addicted. Have I found Brahms? milk and cookies finally. And it was the freaking uh, non-dairy version. It was like sunflower. Ooh. Like the the ice cream was made out of like sunflower oil or something. Yeah, it was I, like we so just recently had an ice cream that was, uh, no, it wasn't avocado. It was some sort of nut ice cream. I don't know. It was weird. I did not like it. But yeah, I'm no, an ice cream snob. Yeah, and and ice cream is our favorite dessert. It's definitely yeah because we didn't have a cake when we got married. We did an ice cream like a Sunday bar is what we did. We had like a like someone that made ice cream and brought it in, and then we did like a first Sunday taste thing. So we Not love ice cream. That's amazing. I love it, everything. Yep, the inner child in me is like salivating. Actually, just the adult in me is salivating so right now have, after I just had a dessert. <laughs> do you probably another I'm going to keep on this ice cream tangent. Uh another really awesome ice cream that I've here to hear that I've had here that I've dreamed about that it was seasonal. Have you been to Milk Float here in town? Yes. They make but homemade I ice, cream. ice cream. Oh my god. They always no, have always like one it. or two flavors that are seasonal and they just mm -hmm. they mix it up. Well, they did a it was like a the only way that I can describe it, and I can already feel like you're not going to like this, but it was a Teddy Graham's flavor with banana, and I loved it. I love banana ice cream so much, and it had like this, like if you imagine Teddy Graham's, you know, like the honey Teddy Graham's, it was that, and it was just, and it literally had chunks of, okay. of uh, okay. graham cracker. This reminds me, there's this dessert that has, it's like vanilla pudding. It's like a layer of vanilla pudding or layer of bananas maybe or maybe I, the, the, these, are the, these are the layers. It's like pudding, 
and I want to say it's vanilla, but maybe it's banana. But then it's layer of actual real sliced bananas, and then and like the a layer wafers. of yes, yes. That's my what mom that reminds me of. Yeah, my mom makes it. It's so yeah. good. It's so good, and it like sits in the fridge and gets like gooey. And so yummy. cold. Oh, oh, I need this. <laughs> I need ice cream today. By the way, it's like what is it? Zero degrees outside, and it's, it's been snowing cold. for two days here. Yeah, we're. I heard the high plains up north is getting it way worse, but we definitely we are in the Arctic currently. You know, I heard on the news today that some parts of the United States up north are in like sub zero temperatures, like all the way to like negative 20 Ooh. with like, I think that might be with wind chill, but they're like, do not go outside. Like do oh not my God. go outside. That sounds terrible. Yeah. And then, I mean, you have to go outside today. So Yeah, Lara. So I gave you guys that update on her teeth, <clears throat> her tooth. And so we go today to get that, to do her first. So they're going to extract the tooth and they're not pulling it. They're cutting it out. And then I think they're going to do a bone graft today. Whatever the hell that means. And so <laughs> don't she know, just don't need to know. She just told me she wants me to be in the room for that. And so I was telling Ashley that I'm terrified to be in there because yeah, of the noises you guys and the sounds. Tuned in last week, you're probably <sighs> going to be cringing for Chris on his behalf. Yeah. Or so having to I do that. I told her that I would be in the room if I could, but I honestly don't know if I can because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that yeah. goes. Well, but, what about you for this weekend? I talked about ice cream, but I didn't really do much besides take down a Christmas tree finally. But what about you? What did yeah, you do? Yeah, that's pretty good. Into February, the tree made it. <laughs> the tree made it that long. We'll see. We'll see how I do next year. Maybe I'll do a little better. I don't know. So, I have to. Here's what happened, and it, the story starts with something that happened last week. I was live. I had to live stream a funeral on Wednesday. I am heading to the funeral. And there's a cop behind me. And I am terrified of cops. Everyone's just going to think I'm afraid of everything. But I look, I'm brown, um, and I look terroristy. Like, I look like a terrorist. I have a beard, I have a shaved head, and I'm dark. Like, when I wrote, when I delivered for FedEx, I remember, I'll never forget, there was one day where four people asked me, there was, someone was like, so are you a... Uh, are you like a uh, is Islam a uh, Buddha Buddha? Like they didn't know how to ask me if I was from the Middle East, and I was like, no, I'm not. And and so, anyways, I get very I get very afraid of the police. And somebody asked me the other day, they're like, has anything ever happened to you? And I said, no, nothing's ever happened. I've always been treated with respect. I've never. Um, but I'm always afraid. Like every time I see a cop car, my, I start sweating, and I could be doing nothing wrong. I'm going the speed limit, like. I'm afraid I'm going to get treated badly, but it's never happened. So anyways, so I am driving in this police officer. This It's actually sheriff. He tails me for 10 minutes and I'm like, just fucking pull me over already. Like, I know you're going to do it. Just pull me over. Now, I already felt like he was going to pull me over because my tags are expired on my car. They've been expired since last everybody's tags are April. expired right now because, oh my goodness. <laughs> since last April. Yes, they've been expired. They did, they, they did give everybody some leeway because of 2020, but like. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> no judgment, no judgment. Here's no, what, so no, here's what happened. I'm good, I'm good. Um, obviously 2020 happened last year and we may talk about this on, this might be something that we one day have Lara on to talk about, but Lara was in the hospital for a while for some health issues 
And so that month that she went in is when our tags expired. And I literally focused on nothing else. Um, I also couldn't see her at the hospital because uh, of COVID. So she was in the hospital for almost a month and I didn't see her once during that time frame. So I was just a wreck. I was not in a good place. It was a very serious hospital stay. Um, so anyways, that happened. And then I just, honestly, it was months of like recovery afterwards where things just weren't the same. And, and then wedding season picked up and it literally, I forgot about it. And then I didn't forget about it every time a cop was on me. And then I never just did it. So there's no excuse. Like I should have had it taken care of last year. A couple months, understandable. So I get pulled over and I'm like, oh, I'm getting a ticket. I'm getting a ticket. It's going to happen. I'm going to jail right now. Like I'm freaking out. <laughs> and he gives me a warning. Chris, he gives me a warning. Jail. Oh, that's amazing. And he was like, he's like, you know, why? He basically asked, hey, you've been expired since last April. What happened? And I just said, honestly, here's what happened. So I told him, I gave him a very shortened version of the story. And he was like, okay. And he went back and he said, I'm going to give you a warning. I understand times are tough. Da, 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 da. Uh, and I was like, Oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you, God. Like I was so excited that I got a warning and my plan was, is to pay it when the income tax comes. Cause now like we're on two years for two vehicles. It's, we're probably gonna be at like 1200 bucks to freaking pay mm-hmm. for these tax. One of our vehicles mm-hmm. is newer too. So, um, wow. how so then, amazing that could have put tears in my eyes. I'm so yeah. glad that he, well, well he, was he very... obviously had grace and compassion for you. Yeah. He also said, I mean, he took his sunglasses off and he like looked at me. It was just a very touching, sweet moment. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I feel so heard. I feel so like, I don't know. It just was a great break. Then two days later, I get pulled over again for it and get a ticket. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why did this happen? Like, why couldn't I just get the ticket the first time? And I was so, so, so mad. We came home and I went straight to bed. I was so mad. And now the guy was like, he was not as nice. And I literally was like, dude, can you please? He brought me the ticket and he gave his whole spiel. And I was like, can you please give me a break? Like, I just got a ticket for this. We are going to pay it. Like, it was not possible for me to get to the tag office this week. I'm going Monday. And he's like, well, you shouldn't even be driving a car if you can't blah, blah, blah. And he started giving me attitude and I wanted to. Oh, what a. And I was just like, okay, that's fine. And he was, so what he said was, if you pay it, they're being very lenient with people and you can get the charges dropped. Now there's not even a, like a price on the ticket that says the fine is this much like in the Mm -hmm. spot. So I'm wondering if he's just already assuming that they're going to dismiss it. Drop it. But the fact that, I was so mad. They are though. And then they're being really lenient. He, so he says that he's like, they're being really lenient, even though they shouldn't because the law is the law. And if you break it and I was like, Oh, you're one of those. Okay. Gotcha. He's a one. So that happened. And we had just hung out with some friends, had a really good night. Like it was so great. Kids are in the car. And just, so that happened. Mm, I was shown count, grace. And then I was pummeled blessings. with the hammer of justice. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. Saturday. Well, remember when you were shown grace prior to him giving you a warning, you were like, this is my fault. I should have done it. Yeah. So even though you did get grace, it's almost like him giving you the grace made you more mad at the officer who actually gave you the ticket. That's true. Yes. You know, because if he would have the first guy given mm-hmm. it to you, you wouldn't have been like expecting a warning or like expecting the same amount of grace. I think in my mind, my logic was the universe 
obviously is cutting me a break. Call it God, call it the universe, whatever you want to call it. Like I'm getting cut a break here. It makes sense that this break would extend until I do this thing that I'm going to do. Nope. Didn't happen. Mm-mm. Universe has other plans. Yeah. So that's what happened. Oh my goodness. With me. That's a bummer. But. And then the Chiefs lost the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I'm not a crazy Chiefs fan, but last night, I, I'm, and I'm actually not a Chiefs fan. I watch I football once it. a year and it's <laughs> on the Super Bowl, but I was rooting right. for the Chiefs. I did want the Chiefs to win. And that loss even hurt me. And I'm someone that's like. I'm just a Chiefs fan because everyone around me is. And I, I use fan in like air quotes. Yeah. I yeah. would want them. You're to rooting win. for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Yes. Because your entire state, for the most part, besides yeah. random fans, yes. are going for the Chiefs. Yeah. So you're like, if everybody else is happy, I'm happy. Right. Let's all yeah. be And it happy. was fun. I mean, it was, it was, it was fun. But yeah, that was, well, that it was, was a fun tough. ride until yesterday. It was just really, it was, it was hard to see. Mahomes have no protection. It was killing me. Although I do, as much as I love watching the Chiefs, um, it's a very new love for me because I'm just starting to, like, over the last couple of years, learn football. I never right. understood it before, so when I tried to watch it, all I was, like, doing is, like, okay, the ball is trying to get to the touchdown. Like, that's, like, all yeah. I understood. <laughs> and so now that I'm understanding it more, I, like, love it, and I cannot wait for next season. But I do, well... I don't know. I was going to say, like, I don't know that brides are really interested in football. However, um, that's I feel like that's very wrong. If you <laughs> got on social media any of these times that the Chiefs were playing, like, they're all for it. it it's a bonding no. thing. It, I mean, it's a that's yeah. and that's what I do love about football. Like, I'm a baseball guy. No one cares about baseball. No one cares about baseball. There's not very much excitement built around it. I get it. But with football, there is like so much energy, especially in with in Wichita now, with like the Chiefs doing well. Like the, I feel like since I've moved here in 2012, everyone has always been like there's been the diehard Chiefs fan, and which mm-hmm. has been most of the state. And now they're winning, so now it's just electric. And there's just like this mm-hmm. culture that surrounds the Chief and in Mahomes and how likable he is oh and how God, like Mahomes, what a yeah. class act he is. So I I mean it's exciting. I see so many men and women just pumped about it decked out in the red and the gold and the balloons and yeah. and all that stuff. So it's exciting community. Yeah. There's I a community. I feel like there's a it. lot of community in football and a reason to gather a reason to have conversation or text somebody you haven't texted in a while. Like last night I was texting a couple of people and I was like, I'm so frustrated. Yeah. I was live commenting on Facebook. Literally every thought in my head with the commercials and the halftime show and the game. And so it was, it was yeah. fun. It just was also not fun. And we didn't even do yeah. anything. We just stayed home. Literally, we were supposed to go have plans with people. And then I was kind of paranoid about going and seeing those people because I'm like, well, I'm going to get another ticket. So I don't even want to go on the road. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and then it was just cold and, and COVID yeah. and all that stuff. So we just stayed home, watched the game. It was just me and Lara, the kids. I ran to the store, bought some pizza rolls. We made pigs in a blanket. Lara made this bomb-ass like, jalapeno cheese dip cream cheese bacon dip it was so good and we just ate good food and and watched the game Lara passed out like 10 minutes in by, but <laughs> she woke by up good for food attention. you mean yummy food yummy because food. my body is paying for the bad amount of food that i like or the bad quality of food that i ate like oh i just feel so sluggish today yeah i know you said it's this fine. morning you're like i am trying to i'm trying to get there because i'm not feeling it 
Yeah, I need like a juice detox or something from and I we didn't even drink. Like Justin and I are trying not to drink anymore. Like nice. We're just yeah, like he Justin drinks, I would say he drinks more than I do, but it's maybe like once every couple of weeks he'll like share a few beers with somebody. But we just have noticed that like every time after we drink the next day, no matter what, maybe that's just us, you know, like we're going to be 30 this year. Maybe it's just our bodies are literally actually changing. And I just feel my, I'm not sharp the next day. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe it's just maybe not it's time worth it. And then I have this inability to burp situation. Have I talked about this in the podcast before? You've mentioned it like last time I was listening to our audio and I was editing and, and you had to burp. So but you couldn't. I've mentioned my inability to burp. So I like I have this inability to burp, which makes drinking very uncomfortable. If oh, I'm drinking I cannot with carbonation. Imagine. Oh, the only thing that I have found that so I do can just drink that doesn't make me. Yes. Like my stomach, I'll look like I'm, I'm a small human, right? And small. And whenever I drink, I look like I'm six or seven months pregnant and it's rock no way. solid hard like rock hard and it hurts it hurts so bad yeah. and there's nothing i can do about it it doesn't people are like well if it doesn't escape one way does it escape the other no the answer is no it does not it's oh, trapped man. and it's so miserable all i can do is just go to bed and like lay on my left side that's like literally all that i can do and so i did do some research so i've had a few people because i got on the bridal breakdowns instagram stories recently and said, did anybody hear my like burp sound or something? And people were like, oh my gosh, I do that. Like it, my fiance always says it sounds like there's an alien inside of me. And I'm like, oh my God, that's what <laughs> Justin says. He's always like, there's an alien. <laughs> well, I did some research guys. And if you suffer from the inability to burp also, you can get Botox what? in your throat. Oh, you've there told me this. There is a muscle in your throat and it is overactive for people who can't burp. There was that noise. There it is. You heard it? Yep, I heard <laughs> that it. That was it. Um, there is a muscle in your throat. I'm literally touching it. It's like underneath your Adam's apple. I thought no, I'm touching mine. <laughs> and it's overactive for people who can't burp. So putting the Botox in, Botox relaxes your muscles. And so then it allows you to burp. And then you don't, most people don't have to get it again because they now learn how to burp and like allow that muscle to chill out. Oh, uh, so when are you going to do that? She's waiting for it to happen now. It's like I can feel it. It's kind of uncomfortable. It's not happening. I don't know. I just told Justin about it. I don't know how much it's going to be, and I have to see if there's somewhere. I don't know if somewhere in Wichita does it, but I feel like I might have some luck in Kansas City. Yeah, I so. bet so. If you know someone who can do throat Botox and <laughs> <laughs> knows what they're doing, hit us Let up. Let me know. Let me know. Yeah, I'm interested. Okay. So, so you want to dive in? Yeah, let's dive in. Is, do you have anything else to share? No, Are we good? I'm good, man. We're good. I'm good. Okay. I'm just, uh, the only All other right. thing I would say is that thank you guys for supporting the show and for tuning in and, and thanks for all the love. We got yeah, some goodness we hit that we're going to bring today. Yeah. We hit 200 Instagram followers yes. that are, find some value or interest in what we're sharing and have showed that they needed this. So we're very thankful for you guys tuning in and sharing this with your people. Yes, we, it very much, and I know we've received a few messages and, and things where people are like, oh my gosh, like, 
either it's one of two things. It's I wish I had this whenever I was planning my own wedding. This would have been so beneficial and this would have helped me so much. Or it's this other side of it that's they're in it right now and then it's helping them currently. Uh, so it's just been really, really encouraging to know that the amount of time that we're putting into this actually is helping and it is making a difference. That's huge for us because we do put a ton of time into bringing you guys the best content that we possibly can. Okay, Chris, let's dive in to today's topic, which is all about saying no, essentially. Somebody gives you some unsolicited advice. They don't like it. You don't like it. You have your own ideas and you don't know how to gracefully tell them no or gracefully tell them, you know, I, I don't really like that. You don't want to be, you don't want to be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately for brides, the minute that you get engaged, you are literally bombarded, uh, by everyone, you know, uh, your mom's giving you her advice about a wet, her wedding, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And then you have, you know, all the way up to your best friend who just got married, you know, two months ago. And it's all exciting. It's all good intention, but it's overwhelming. Did you feel like you got uh, bombarded with advice whenever you guys, well, you guys were a little different, right? Yeah, we really need to do that episode soon. Because you, I re- realize you guys didn't make an announcement. You told people individually like I remember when you guys told us and Justin or when you and Justin told Lara and I when you came over for dinner but there wasn't a big announcement I feel like it came much later yeah we told people two weeks I think it was two it was either two weeks or three weeks before we got married is when we told the internet so we kept it a secret for four months I think before because we had a short engagement yeah but yeah we kept it secret I just as much as my life my business life is so online and I'm like so on all the time. I keep my personal life kind of off of there unless it's pertaining like to just me because Justin's pretty private. Yeah. So yeah, I kept it very private. So it's a little different. I think my friends, I mean, everybody knows that I do things by the beat of my own drum yeah. and I am going to kind of intentionally do things differently. And so nobody was really surprised, <laughs> but I definitely got like opinions like my, my wedding ring one of my oldest friends, she says it like it is and has zero filter. And some people can take offense to some of the things that she says, but I know this is who she is. This is how she is. I take It's just who she is. Right. And my engagement ring is asymmetrical. And like I have Justin's mother's diamond on one side of it. My mom has three little baby diamonds on the other side of it. And then we have like a center stone. And whenever we saw or showed her like the mock-up of it, because Justin created it. Yeah. I oh, that's cool. Had to, I didn't know that. Yeah, he did. He did. He worked with a designer in town, kept it a secret for me. He knew that I wanted like something asymmetrical. Yeah. And I also wanted it to be meaningful, but I didn't know what they were creating. And at one point I, I got so anxious about it cause I started having really bad dreams that it was going to be hideous. <laughs> and at one point I saw like a little blip of his, this is like such a tangent, but I saw a little blip of his, um, phone screen when he was like emailing the designer and what I saw was really scary. <laughs> You're like, Oh God, no, I'm going to hate this. And then I started like having sheer anxiety about it. And like, I couldn't talk about anything, but how f- afraid I was of this being absolutely 
hideous. Oh, that's tough. And so eventually, before he actually like solidified it, he was like, do you want to see it? And I was like, yes. Like, yes. Like, please let me see it. Because like, I want to look forward to this. And right now I'm just afraid of you pulling it out one day and me like shriveling. And I saw it and I, <laughs> it wasn't as bad as I thought, but it was awful. But the only reason it was awful was because the design, the thing system they use, it's like CAD or something, yeah. made it look awful. And it, this is what I saw that was like not cute, but it's like beautiful in person. Yeah. It just like made it look like a cartoon. I've never seen of. it. Let me see it. My ring? Yeah, I've never seen it. Okay, hold on. Can you see? I like that. Oh, that's so cool. I dig that. Can you tell? Yeah, yeah. I can see it. The three little stones and the other big stone yeah. on the other side and the center stone. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. I like I'm obsessed with it. Every time I look at it, I'm like, this is the prettiest ring I've ever seen. But um anyways, so we showed her this cartoon picture that again doesn't look good. And she had less than nice things to say. Or like I think what she said that was just very much her was just well, it's not Something I would ever make. <laughs> the <laughs> nice way of saying like, yeah, that's ugly. Yeah. But thankfully, again, I did something very unconventional, but that was the worst of it. And so I can't imagine what some of these couples and like what our listeners are, what they feel, because that's yeah. like, that's the only opinion anybody could really have because I, nobody was invited. Yeah. So. I know for, for us our I, I think I might've talked about this, but really the, the most opinions that we had I think that were shared were mostly from um, my mother-in-law so Lara's mom and I know there was a point where things got really 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 bad to where Lara was feeling extremely overwhelmed feeling like she didn't even want to have a wedding anymore because mom was just going so hard on what she wanted and it was very overwhelming we considered just going to the courthouse um, and just doing that and then we actually had to sit down and have a conversation with her to talk about it but yeah I mean I can imagine and Lara was kind of one of the first in her friends groups to get married so there wasn't like bridesmaids or anything like that so I know now like it can be from what I've heard from the brides that I work with and photograph their weddings just so overwhelming to get all of the information like you post your pictures it's really exciting oh my gosh here's how he proposed here's how she proposed all that stuff and then you're just boom, boom. When's the date? When's it this? When you're doing that? Here's the venue. Here's the photographer I had. You need to book them. Blah, 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 blah. Like it's just so much so fast. Yeah. I think a lot of people can relate to you on like mothers and mother-in-law input in general, just because that is something that I feel like most people have these horror stories about what made them very stressed out and also relate to you in the sense of, we don't even want to do this anymore. Like, yeah. Let's just go get married. Or like, we really should have done that destination wedding we didn't do because our parents wanted us to get married here. So we're doing it for them. Yes. But now we just wish we would have just done it. And you know, on that point, you know how I said I don't, I didn't really deal with a lot of unwanted opinions yep. since nobody was invited. Uh -huh. I wasn't even thinking about my family. I was just thinking like my friends didn't have an opinion because they weren't coming. But my parents both sides of parents didn't give us any opinions. And I think the reason is because like they didn't have a show to put on. I think a lot of times when That's you have really your wedding, your ceremony is like this way for your parents to feel this sense of pride. Like their child is 
coming to this new step in their life. They raised a relatively competent, productive member of society. And like they're proud to show off this human, but also like proud to like kind of show all their friends, like, look what we've done. We've like kind of like we've made it keeping up with the Joneses unintentionally, but that's just what it is. And I think maybe that's where a lot of this unsolicited advice from parents comes from is they have this like pressure that they, they also feel. Yeah. And typically what comes with unsolicited advice is conflict. Like there is the potential for conflict. And so, you know, some, someone might argue, oh, well, it's not that bad to just, you know, get some advice. Advice is a really good thing. But then what, what about when you get advice that number A is bad advice or B advice that you don't want to take? How do you handle that? And, and so Ashley, do you, do you think that we have brides out there, couples out there who want to say no to things, but just don't know, they just don't know how to. Absolutely. Nobody, I mean, I don't know. I want, I wanted to say nobody knows how to say no, but nobody wants to hurt their people's feelings. And I think that that's the root of why. Unless you're an eight on the Enneagram and you don't care. You just steamroll everyone. Yeah. My, my husband's an eight. I wish so much. I had some eight energy in me. I got a little bit so of it. Much. Yeah. Not not it's, as much yeah. as a normal though. Yeah. Well, so for example, like something a conflict that might come up is like Chris kind of touched on this a second ago. Your bridesmaids, they just spent the last year getting married and planning their wedding. They're kind of quote unquote an expert or they feel they are because they just did this. And so they want to help out. So they start giving you all this unsolicited advice. So that's a situation that might come up where conflict arises and or or yeah or or it's simply like so let's walk through this so someone okay. someone says so what's an example of something like some advice a bridesmaid could give someone uh, this is the photographer that i used i think that's like a one of the first thing that comes right. up like, this is the photographer that's a good one i like this one okay so they say oh my gosh you need to hire k and b like they are just they're so great they're so good like oh my gosh ashley k she's hilarious you're gonna love her and da, 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 da. shameless plug this this and that and so um and you are a very specific like you know i don't even know how to describe your style maybe this isn't right but i'm just gonna say let, well, they want they maybe they want something light like light and airy. Light like and we airy. don't we don't we don't do light and airy. they're like, like and, and you're not drawn to the style that K and B does. And you're like sitting here, you're like, Oh my gosh, I've always dreamed of light and airy. Like that's, that's what I want. I, I want my whites to pop and this and that and, and all of this. And so you don't know how to tell them like, thanks, but no thanks. And then they keep on, like they keep hitting you up like, Hey, by the way, K and B schedules filling up. I just watched their story and I just saw their schedule. Your date is available. You need to get on it. And they're like running with it. Yet you've already been talking to another photographer who's light and airy and in this whole thing. This is an example of like, yeah, you can run away from it or you can tackle it head on and, and hurt feelings. And so it's, it's hard for people to navigate what to do here. But the yeah, right thing to absolutely. do, what would you say the right thing to do in this situation is? In, in this situation, there's, there's a few things that you could do. I think what you need to do, though, is tell them exactly what your meaning behind why you're not going to go with me. Yes. <laughs> why aren't you going with KMB? <laughs> be, be like, you know, I've always dreamed of having this filmy, bright, dreamy feel to my wedding photos. And as much as I love your wedding photos and I think that they're awesome, it's not what I have pictured for the vision of my wedding day. Like, thank you so, so, so much. 
and you know like just give them that grace they're not going to take offense especially if you're like this is it doesn't line up with the vision that i've always dreamt of right but another option that you could do and this is just for that's for that example but if there's any overly give me a word overly i don't even know just word vomiting over (laughs) advice vomiting if there's yes any overly advice vomiting bridesmaid that you have they you can just assign them something like they're going to if they're going to be somebody that is just going to give you advice like oh my gosh here's color palettes here's centerpieces oh my gosh you are going to love this burlap and lace and you're like oh my gosh if i have to see one more photo of burlap and lace i'm going to scream <laughs> then just be proactive about this and be like mm, let's give her a task i'm going to assign her the job of uh, picking out you could say like hey uh, you could give them like hey i need some inspiration for centerpieces but give them give them some guidelines uh i want it to be gold i want there to be florals and i want uh i don't know there to be marbles <laughs> i don't know there's like <laughs> i want all of these things and then you give them yeah. guidelines and let them run with it and then yeah. bring the then bring it back and say like i might and yeah. you just even let them know like i might not use it but i i might i might not use exactly what you give me but i'm needing inspiration done they're yeah. on it i'm they're needing some brainstorming it. or like will you help me find bridesmaids dresses like i cannot i really want and this is where you give another guideline I really want olive bridesmaids dresses and I cannot find olive bridesmaids dresses anywhere. Can you find some places that might have some good olive options? And then just continue to give this human that's overly helpful something to guidelines do. and tasks. Yeah. Yep. Then they then make them feel appreciated because you really appreciate it. Now you don't have to do what they're doing. Make them feel loved, make them feel appreciated. And now they're not giving you unsolicited advice. So we've been talking about moms. I have maybe a potential example that might occur here for from your mom, your mother. So let's say that uh, maybe Wait, my mom. No, not your <laughs> a mom. <laughs> someone's mother. Okay. Okay. Hi, okay, Deb. okay. 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 Listeners, mom. <laughs> Hi, Deb. I know you're listening. Um. So we could. So let's say that your mom um, wants you to get married in the church. But maybe you don't necessarily want to get married in a church. Maybe the vibe of you and your fiance, maybe you guys spend a lot of time downtown, uh, you know, hitting up different uh, breweries or just eating local all the time downtown. And so you're very much into that aesthetic and and you have your heart set on a, a venue for ceremony or reception that is not the church and then mom says well but we go there and, and and we're a part of it it's cheaper we get a discount all of this stuff and she really 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 wants you to use the church this is a very real scenario that could occur yes and i think that you really just kind of nailed it right there because you found her why why does mom want you oh that's good to get married at the church and you you she answered it for herself but if she doesn't and she's like will you please get married at St. Catherine like we I really want you to get married at St. Catherine and you say instead of saying no mom I want to get married at the Hudson right then instead of doing that and just being abrupt and sharp your response can be why and then she tells you well you know we're members like we've always gone there you were baptized there all the things yeah and now you found like her why and maybe you can reach a compromise like maybe 
this wouldn't be really for, I don't know if this could happen at Catholic weddings, but sometimes pastors, you can get the pastor from your church to potentially be like, well, what if I get Pastor John (laughs) to come and officiate (laughs) our ceremony? Because like, that's, that's the connection. She's like, I love Pastor John. Well, what if we have him? Or if maybe she's like, well, I just feel really connected in my faith. And like, this is something I've always wanted to do. Like, I've always wanted you to get married here so that we could do this and readings or whatever. You can be like, well, mom, what if you read your favorite part from the Bible at our wedding? And then you're able to kind of like meet her why and find like a healthy compromise. Yeah. And I think that something that's really important that you said there, Ashley, is that you are, you're seeking to understand asking why is like, you're not just giving a no. You are with for some people like you can just give them a no but it's harder with friends you know like that like your coworker. you're like okay tina get out of here like <laughs> i don't need your you know your advice on like palleted floors ashley almost choked on her water when, when i said that. oh my god are you I, okay I just Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my god, I like crying. That sounded painful. <laughs> Justin, Justin was like patting my <laughs> Okay, Tina. <laughs> I was like, first I thought you were just laughing and I was like, oh my God, she's literally choking on her water. Like, oh my God, I was literally, uh, I am crying. (laughs) (laughs) It's just bad timing, man. So the point of that was, was that you will get advice from some people like your coworker who, whatever, you don't need to, you don't owe them an explanation, but you have people who are closer to you, like your family members, like your friend, like your mom, uh, and getting down to understanding why they want you to implement these things is really, really, really important. And just like mom, we also have another mom in our life, like not birth mom, but the next one. This one's harder because this one is not your mom. So your mother-in-law is hard because you don't know how to deal with her or maybe you do because maybe you've been in this relationship for a while, but it's hard. It's harder to tell that mom, you know, girls, I get it. When we go to the like dress shopping with our mom, like I can be like, mom, that looks awful on you. Like take it off, switch dresses right now. But with my mother-in-law, I I don't want to say that looks bad on you. Like (laughs) you're putting me in a weird position. I don't know what to do with this. So this is a whole nother ballpark and ceremoniously, traditionally mother-in-laws or his parents typically pay for the rehearsal dinner. Mm-hmm. So let's, here's a situation that comes up and I've actually like been in the middle of this occurring. I'm still recovering. Still recovering from the <laughs> Tina joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but the, your mother-in-law, let's say they're, in, they do the rehearsal dinner and she wants to do the rehearsal dinner at like the rec center because it's cheap you know renting out a venue can be thousand dollars and she's like it's just a rehearsal dinner let's just do it at a rec center and you maybe don't want it at the rec center maybe you pictured something 
more formal and more fancy and, and like champagne Yeah. Rec center's pretty lame. Yeah. A rec center is pretty bad. Like I feel like a park would be a little better than a rec center. Right. But if you if you do a rec center and you, you know, you could probably make a rec center look decent. But I mean I'm more If you of like had a, a rec center in mind, great, you got a rec center. But if you had something different, like, you know, you oh, just yeah. wanted to make it more of a party and you know, you really can't do that there. A rec center may not fit the bill for your vision. Right. It might be like a lamer version of your vision. So how do you tell your mother in law that her vision's lame? Or like this is not what I've been dreaming of my entire life, mom-in-law. How do you, what do you do? Well, I think that people either have one of two options. I think of when it comes to fight, you know, or <laughs> I already just said it, but when it comes to conflict, I mean, there's two that come out immediately that I think like just instinctually you do, you either fight or you flight. It's either fight or flight. So you either engage and maybe you are very direct and potentially hurt people's feelings or you run away from it. And then, you know, you don't engage with it and then you end up doing something that you don't want to do. And then you're stuck with like living with this rehearsal dinner that is not what you had envisioned. And then you don't like it. And then it, you know, you wake up the next day on your wedding day and you're still thinking about your, your rehearsal dinner. So it will affect you so that, I mean, you can react one of those ways or you can like, I don't know. I don't know no, where to necessarily go with that, but. Uh, I agree with you, but, and like, you could also, I didn't mean, but I say, but a lot when I mean, and <clears throat> I've been practicing this for like a solid six months to not say, but cause, but Justin's like, that sounds like you disagree with me. And another thing that you could do is, oh man, I lost my, well, I'm trying now. not to give away our resolutions to all of these yet too. <laughs> so that was the other part of these. We were just going to th- list some of these and, and just let people know. So. What if we just keep trucking through the list and just, okay. and then we can resolve after. Okay. You're going to have to work on your clipping skills. I know. I, I got it. I got it. This, this one's, this one's, this one's just requiring some clipping. So that there's an option with mother-in-law that, that, you know, maybe there, how do you handle that? The next one, another one could be is your fiance, the person that you love, the person that you're marrying. Maybe wedding planning has just really pushed you to the edge and you have so much on your plate that you're just stressed. And a lot of times when we're stressed, we can act. We just maybe don't have as much patience or maybe we feel like we've been pushed to the edge and maybe we're a little more snippy. And then, you know, maybe your fiance asked you, hey, did you get that done? And they're literally just wondering, hey, did you get the invitations finished? And you take that as uh, he thinks I'm not working hard enough. He thinks that I don't do anything. I just sit at, you know, on Pinterest or I don't know. You do, we just begin to make these assumptions and then you snip back and then he snips back. And then a big argument comes out of that. So you did not choose to run away from that. You chose to engage in it. You chose to fight it. And then boom, big fight. Conflict is everywhere. It's all over the room. Completely. As you were saying all that, I just was nodding my head like, this is me. Somebody's asking me, hey, what's going on with this? And I'm like, uh, you're attacking me. You're <laughs> and they're literally just asking you're you. attacking me. They're just inquiring. And I'm like, uh, you think I'm being a procrastinator. You think I'm just am. watching The Bachelor all day. I'm yeah, not. Which I'm probably watching it for two hours a week and then listening to a podcast for the next like six. But editing photos at the probably. same time. Yes, yes. Always. Two birds, one stone. And then what about, what about money? People don't want to talk about money. It's awkward to kind of talk about money, especially when it comes to like people giving you money 
for the wedding. And then there's always like that weird dynamic. Like, is this a gift? Does this come with strings? Are you expecting? Yes. Yeah. Are there strings yes. attached? Like what's going on here? And then like, it would probably be better to just be direct and ask. But instead of that, we, you know, maybe don't ask and we just let it happen. And we're like, well, maybe they're going to ask us and, or we assume that it's a gift. And then you start to notice like, oh, wow, they are bringing me a lot of suggestions. All of this stuff is happening and I don't want to do any of it, but now I feel like I have to because they paid to have their voice in here. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Especially when it comes to all of the decisions, how many people should they invite? Like they have all of these opinions and you do, you feel pressure to let them be heard because they have a stake in the game. A monetary stink in the game. And so basically all of these are just different scenarios that you might run into. And these are just a few. And you may be sitting here going, oh my gosh, I've experienced two or three of these already. And you know, these are just really random examples. Um, but there's a whole slew of potential conflict that can happen with wedding planning. Um, it's it's just wild and so our hope today is that we can equip you to say no like we there's nothing that we there's no advice that we can give you that will stop any conflict from happening like conflict no. is going to happen in wedding planning yeah it's yeah. just a part the of the conflict territory is inevitable yes yep conflict is inevitable hurt feelings are inevitable what we're going to hopefully do is equip you with confidence so that you can walk into these conversations and know Yes, I need to have this. There's a better way that we can go about this. So maybe we avoid future conflict or avoid conflict altogether because boundaries are set. And a better way to approach maybe those conversations to avoid hurting feelings. And that's, that's like rough territory because you probably will but you can gracefully hurt somebody's feelings yeah and i can do it in a way that makes them still feel appreciated yeah a big part of this a big part of today's conversation involves you in how you handle things how you approach situations how you approach conflict because you cannot control anyone else you cannot control how someone else reacts how they respond or anything about what they do what they believe and what they desire you can only control what you how you react in certain situations and so a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about to try to help you bring resolutions a lot of the tactics that we're going to be talking about they really involve you picking up the ball and running with it. And so um, that's really a big part of today's conversation is is that you are going to have to realize like, you know what? I can only control myself. I can't control how my mother or my mother-in-law or my best friend react when I tell them no, uh, because chances are you're going to put a lot of thought into your response and you are going Mm -hmm. to come at it. You're not just going to blow up. You're going to put some thought behind it. I heard that one. (laughs) Then my eyes got big. I'm like, that was a loud one. (laughs) Uh. So um, here's another, uh, Ashley, we were off air and we were talking about this, but you brought up a really, really good point that is about family dynamics that I thought was really, really, really interesting. Excuse me, but I'd never heard before. You're fine. We're just full of noises today. (laughs) I know. We're like trying to cough off mic and (laughs) like clear our throats and stuff like that. Choking and dying Uh, on water. Uh, okay. Yes. I'm like all here for this is real life. Okay. So family dynamics, you guys know your family dynamics. It's you've been doing this 
whole life thing for 20 plus years and you know when your mom gets upset you know when your dad gets upset and you know like you know when your friends feathers get ruffled so thinking about your family when you're planning a wedding that family dynamic that you guys already naturally have like going into thanksgiving dinner and we need to make sure this happens so this doesn't happen it only gets exacerbated is that even the right word amplified I know. What is exacerbated? Exacerbated always just reminds me of masturbated. So I don't say it. <laughs> somebody somebody send me the de- the definition for exacerbated. I've Amplified used works. Today. Amplified. Your family dynamics are only amplified in the wedding planning process. They are more intense than Thanksgiving dinner. Intense is a and good so, word too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really do need the definition for exacerbated. Like now it's going to bother Okay. Me. I'll look it up while you're talking about this. Okay, cool. So family dynamics, they're only going to get amplified. And during this process, you need to think about and maybe even list out all of the situations that can arise. When do things in your family typically reach a tipping point? What is going to be something that comes up because of your family? You know, mom is going to want to invite her coworkers because she loves them. And if that's something that's going to arise and you have it listed out, you might be able to, with these tactics that we give you, come up with ways to combat the situations and scenarios that you're figuring out and writing down ahead of time. You're being proactive yep. in figuring out, okay, this is the way my family is going to react. It's a cycle. They always do. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen. Here's how we can get in front of it. Yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree. If you have a family member that is maybe naturally more emotional or gets their feelings hurt more easily... That's something that you can be aware of. If I mean, I'm thinking of of certain times of the year, um, like for my mother-in-law, they're harder. Uh, she, like, I can't remember what holiday it is. Maybe it's Valentine's Day. No, it's Mother's Day. Her anniversary, I think, is around Mother's Day, and she also didn't grow up with a mom. So that type of year, time of year, because then her husband doesn't really do anything for their anniversary they're older they've been married forever so they just don't do that anymore so then she's really down about not having a mom and then she's not like so then we get together on mother's day and everyone's literally on eggshells walking around because it's like oh this is a hard time of year for her like if you already know that these types of dynamics exist expect them to be amplified um you ready for the definition of exacerbate it is to make a problem or bad situation or negative feeling worse. Okay, so it's I used it correctly. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad yep. I was using it correctly. I'm like, man, I feel like this is wrong, yeah, but no, my you got body it. wants to use it. Okay, <laughs> exacerbated. All right, we're, we're good. So we're good. so now... I'm, I'm, what were you going to say? Now I'm going to... Like our DMs are going to be flooded with people sending me the definition of exacerbate. Exacerbate. <laughs> BRB, got to exacerbate. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I threw that in there. Anyways, know your family, know your friends. Um, and then also this last piece of advice before we actually get into the tactics um, that are kind of broken down into two categories is to pick your battles. Like if you yes. know, if you know that you have something that you don't really care about, you don't really have much of an opinion about, but someone close to you does have a really big opinion about, and you know you have more of an opinion about something else that they're also gonna have an opinion about, be a little tactical. Like, give them them that one. Do you really wanna die 
on this hill of florals when you don't give a crap about florals, but you yeah. do really care a lot about, I don't know, we'll go with the whole getting married in a church thing. You don't want to do that. You want to do something else. That's a hill to die on. Yeah. Yeah. But your mom requesting tulips mm-hmm. at, in your flowers is might not be the end of the world to you. You don't even care about flowers. You didn't even like know if you're going to do real or fake flowers to begin with. So mom wants to do tulips. Maybe you can pick the color of tulip and you can call it a day. Yep. And because it's easy to get wrapped up in each and every one of these details, ask yourself as you find yourself getting riled up or frustrated that somebody has an opinion, do I really care about this? Yes. Or is this something that I'm willing to just be like, meh, they decide I'm not going to be invested in this decision. I feel like that's one of the my favorite things about, I had a wedding planner and she knew a few, a couple of things and like, but I gave her all the decision-making in like the visuals. I sent her my inspiration board and I was like, you do it. I had no expectations walking into that sucker. And because I didn't have any expectations, like I didn't send, I sent a couple of like bouquet inspirations, but I didn't need it to be the same thing. I didn't know what I was walking into. Yep. And I feel like that was my favorite thing was the fact that I didn't have to make all of those nitty gritty decisions because I didn't care about them. I wasn't invested in them. Everything was a surprise and it was freaking beautiful. Maybe that's a good, maybe that's a good rule of thumb then. Yet like if for people who are like, they have to make all these decisions and there's a bunch that they don't care about. What if you gave them to someone else to make, if you truly don't care about them, don't say you don't care about something if you do care about it. But if you don't, maybe you can hand that off and it's, it's perfectly fine and okay. Yeah. Well, recently I heard there was a bride who had done florist's choice and that's an option that you can do and then you're not you're not having to make the floral decisions just let the florist decide right. your thought is they are the kings of this castle they know what they're doing in this field and so you're letting the florist choose the only problem here is like Chris just said you need to make sure that's something you actually don't care about because if you do care about the florals and then you do florist's choice and then they come up with like a very colorful bouquet and really you wanted something more simple you should that needs to be decided if you're going to relinquish control literally relinquish control and be okay with whatever yeah. shows up totally 100 percent agree let's get to the tactics we have right. uh and these tactics are literally i mean they are I think military like they are they are things that you think through to counteract other things that happen. And so um, we've broken these into two categories. We have proactive tactics and reactive tactics. I will tell you this. It is always, always, always better to be proactive um, because you are thinking level-headedly. You are thinking clearly when you are having to react to something you may react and make a fear-based decision or an anger-based decision or a fill-in-the-emotion-based like decision. But when you're proactive, you're in a good state of mind, you're thinking clearly, you're not pumped full of adrenaline, and you can make mm-hmm. the clear, right decision that you want. Um, yeah. But you have to do this ahead of time. You have to do the hard work of being proactive ahead of time. You will get right. caught off sometimes off guard, but if you have a plan for how you're going to react when you get caught off guard, that's still being proactive. Yeah. Even if like having that plan is like earlier, I said, list down all the scenarios that, you know, your family dynamics, something could come up. Even if that means I'm going to practice these solutions and I'm going to recite them in the mirror and like that feels silly. But then once it actually does occur, you are more practiced and you're more 
sound in that foundation of this is my response. This comes out clearer. This comes out like I know exactly what I want because I practiced it. I don't need yeah. to know practice it. Yeah, it totally. <laughs> and you could have the words down. I mean, this is a real thing. You could have exactly what you want to say down, but the way that <laughs> what you're doing with your face does not communicate that you are, I mean, looking in a mirror while you're doing it. I know this stuff sounds silly and it might sound cheesy, but this is a big part of being intentional is you do things that don't come normal and that, or that don't come natural. Like you're going a step beyond it. So that was one of the tactics that we were going to suggest for being proactive that Ashley just said is practice. No, you're good. You're good. We just covered it. You're right. It was. Yeah. But practice your response. Don't. And, and when you practice your response, here's something to consider. Don't make an apology in your response. Like, and all of these have to do with you telling someone no, like you, us empowering you and equipping you to say no. Someone has come to you with something uh, or you foresee them coming to you with something. These are tactics to take care of those. So if you practice your response, that's great. If you make an apology um, in your response, there's potential that it could undermine your wedding. Why? Because you don't need to apologize for something that you want and you desire because that's what you want. You do not need to feel sorry for that. So if you know anything about the Enneagram and you're nine, it's like built into us. There's some sort of apology in there. Take some sort of ownership because it'll smooth over the conversation. It'll make it go better. But in doing that, you do undermine what you desire. And in this case, I would not suggest doing that. No, if you're sitting there like, I'm so sorry that I'm not using your colors. That sounds a lot like the owner, like it's, I'm so sorry I'm not using your colors versus, you know, thank you for your suggestion of your colors. We actually have a different vision that we're going to go forward forward with, but I really appreciate you taking the time to give them to me. Sounds a lot better than we're not going to use your colors. I'm so sorry. Yeah. There's like less sureness to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there, yeah. And, and the whole undermining thing is very important too. I mean, that I think that's that's a big piece behind it too. Because you have, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully you and your partner have taken the time to sit down, talk about your desires and your hopes and your dreams for your wedding day. And so a lot of that stuff is there. And again, you know, this all goes back to wedding why. This You guys are going to get mm-hmm. sick of hearing about wedding why, but in a good way. Because mm-hmm. it is something that literally when you begin to get your why in place and you know why you're doing what you're doing, you can set expectations early. Uh, you have ground to stand on. You're not caught off guard because you know what you want. Ashley, you look like you wanted to say something. Yeah. Well, speaking of wedding why, I just I know that we said that we we talk about it every episode. You're going to get sick of it. If you haven't done it yet or this is your first time listening, I just want to give you a little bit of proof from a listener we got a message from her saying i am loving your first few episodes i'm halfway through wedding planning but last night i sat down with my fiance and we really discussed our why and we looked over most of what we've planned and we have to do some tweaking i am feeling so at peace about it today like that's from like that's real that's what somebody literally went through after they took the exercise and they were like i'm gonna find my wedding why that's great. and then when you have it you stand on you have a foundation i said this earlier but you have a foundation to stand on Somebody wants to give you a suggestion and you're like, well, this doesn't align with my why. They can't really argue, nor will they want to argue with you having a clear vision for what your wedding is going to be like. If you want an intimate wedding and mom wants to invite every single person she's ever met, you've already told her because you've been proactive about it. You've done your why. 
you're telling her these are my expectations. I want an intimate wedding. She's like, okay, this you're right. Me inviting my coworkers really doesn't line up with an intimate wedding. And that is what you want. You know, I just had a thought. Um, it might be Tell that, me. especially with like parents and close friends, that they may feel like they are like really, really healthy and that you need them. Like, because if you ha- don't have a why and you seem like you are, you know, walking around and it's been months and there are certain very big decisions like guest list and date and these things that, you know, not just preferences, like very big decisions that need to be made and you haven't made them, they might think that you're drowning and that you need them. Yeah. And so it might yeah. be, I mean, I'm most of the time, I'm pretty sure it's all good intentioned. And so if you already have your wedding why carved out and thought through, you may actually help yourself avoid loads and loads and loads of other unsolicited advice um, because people know, okay, they've thought through this. They know what they're doing. Uh, if they need me, they'll ask me. They'll ask my advice mm-hmm. for something. And they could be at peace with that as well. For sure. I do want to point people back to, like Ashley said, episode two. Uh, if you go look at those show notes, there is a, a freebie that we've created that actually walks you through how to figure out your wedding why if you've not downloaded that i would highly encourage you you can either go look at it in our show notes or it's on our website under freebies that will be an amazing resource for you to help figure that stuff out yeah and this i feel like a broken record this should be the very very first thing that you do along with creating your guest list which we talked about last week in episode seven but once you create that why Tell everybody in your close circle about it immediately. Like you're excited. This is my why. This is my vision. I want everybody to know that. That's going to set a like very flat, even ground for all. We're all on the same page here. Mm -hmm. This is the why that Chris and Lara want to have for their wedding day. And we are going to work together as a team to make this happen for them. Yes. And one more thing that I want to add to that um, is what do I want to add to it? I completely forgot what I was going to say. Whatever. We've already hit that drum hard enough. Um, Yeah. Well, that was a, that was a a hard drum that needs to be it. If you haven't done your why yet, go do it. Episode two. I remember what it was. You may be someone that is three months out from your wedding and you're going, you're going, well, I really wish I could have, you know, done this. They're saying I needed to do it at the beginning. It's never too late. It is never too late. Even if you're three months out, it would be better for you to potentially lose maybe a few deposits if you have to, like, and make some big changes, but you realize like, oh, wow, we went this direction with this, and I definitely don't want that. It is better for you. This is not the purpose that I wanted for my day. Yes. It is better for you to make those changes now, even three months out, if you have to, because you know you will like be happy waking up the next day, like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we decided to go with a wedding a wedding coordinator, day of coordinator. I don't know. We'll just throw it out there. I'm so glad that I pulled my mom. Like maybe so let's say that your uh one of your wedding wise is um celebrating the day with your family, but you've chosen to have your mom um basically be the wedding day coordinator like she's organizing everything she's setting up and you are not going to have that why if your mom is literally setting up centerpieces she's going to be missing from you being in the like being in the room with you getting ready all of that stuff that is a big change that needs to be made never too late so good so off the cuff and so good i love everything about that 
Thank you. I just want to go more and more into the why, but I know I shouldn't. <laughs> I know. It's, we, get, we get passionate about it. Okay. Another yeah. proactive tip. Get ahead of conflicts that you know will be there. Ashley, what do you have to say about this? We talked about it a little bit earlier, but make that list. Create, like, brainstorm what you're afraid might come up. And, like, maybe even when you start writing this list down for conflicts that are going to arise – maybe the first couple conflicts are kind of lame and you actually don't think that they're going to work out mm-hmm. or that's not actually how things are going to play. But when you start brainstorming, they're going to start flowing. The reason that we want to do this is because you just want to get ahead of the things that are going to happen so that you can be prepared for them. You're proactive for them and you're not taken aback as whenever it comes and you don't know what to say or your your anxiety gets triggered because... Now this situation just came up when really in reality, you knew that it probably was going to come up anyways. I got one. I got a very good one. Okay. Let's say that your sister, um, has, she is always in love with someone new. Always. She, let's say she dates, she's a serial dater and she's got a, the next man that she's going to marry every six months or every year, once a year. I don't know. We'll say once a year. She's in a very serious relationship. And right now she's dating Daniel and Daniel's dreamy. Daniel is amazing. He's wonderful. They've been dating nine months and you already know that your sister wants to marry Daniel. You might know, like if you know that she's all about him, it may be possible that there could be a potential pitfall where she wants him to be in the family photo because he is like, she's going to marry him. He's the guy. Yet you know that she has this history of, dating guys and breaking up with them and this and that and and no shame there but it's just a potential pitfall you might go ahead and have that conversation earlier and get ahead of that so she's not caught off guard because then she's in your bridal party and then when you don't call daniel up to be in the photo she gets all mad and she's supposed to give a speech and then she's crying and it's, it's just a whole thing i know that's very generalized and like kind of stereotypey but it can happen it happens it can I feel happen. like that's something that happens every wedding there's a significant other and what we found really works for it as photographers is include Daniel in something and then don't include Daniel in the other. Just and maybe Daniel's only included in one photo. He's only included in like the photo with your immediate family only. And like you just have him pop in and then have him pop out. And then she feels like he was included. Mm-hmm. Her relationship was valued, but he's not in all of them because we don't know if he's permanent yet. Yeah. And that's great. And, but I just still think you should have the conversation yes. because... Like, hey, we're going to include Daniel in a photo. I just wanted to make sure that you're okay with that. And maybe then as she's like, oh my gosh, yes, I would love to have Daniel in a photo. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. That's that's perfect. But that's an example of potentially seeing a pitfall. Go ahead and address, go ahead and address it, and then it's there. Um, love it. You hit on one of these other ones earlier, but we'll give it again. Another proactive tip is maybe you have somebody that's super, uh, they just want to help. They are giving, they are giving all the advice. Give them purpose. If you give them purpose, um, I think that they will be able to channel that energy from talking to doing. And so you can assign them wedding tasks, uh, but don't allow them to make big decisions. So let's go back to my marble centerpiece analogy earlier. You tell them, hey, uh, I really want our centerpieces to have gold and marbles and um, burlap. (laughs) We'll say burlap, even though no one wants burlap. Burlap and marble. Burlap and marbles. No marbles, right. like the little rolling marbles that you Oh, shoot. 
Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that makes more sense than like marble slabs yeah. with burlap. I'm like, this is a little bit too much of a juxtaposition. Yeah. Right there. So just something like that, something like that. And okay. then you give yeah. them guidelines to work with. So it's really important, whoever you give purpose that they are not making creative decisions that you care about. Maybe you want them to make creative decisions. Okay, then that's fine. But if you don't, you just need to be very clear with what you want them to do. Yep, love that. Don't have anything to add because I talked about it quite a bit earlier. Last one, you want to take it? At least for this proactive Shh. section. I think this one is way better for you, to be honest. Okay. I was just talking a ton, so I feel bad. I was telling Ashley, like in our last episode, that I feel like I talked the entire first half of the episode. And so I'm like trying not to talk as much this one, but I can take it. Uh, you can, yes, I, you have my permission. Thank you. You're welcome. Pro <laughs> proactive, um, tactical thing. Do not stuff, share. And so here's what I mean by that. You can be proactive with your emotions. If you take them and you stuff them, so let's say someone makes you mad. Let's say mom makes you mad and she makes you mad the first time and you go, you know what? She's just trying to help and you stuff it. And then it happens again and again and again. And every time you are stuffing it, uh, you're gonna run out of room inside yourself and you are going to explode. Ticking time bomb. Ticking time bomb. I mean, you are hot to just go off at any moment. And what's going to happen is, is when you stuff the outburst or the, the collateral damage, the friendly fire, whatever you want to call it, is always worse than if you were to just share how you are feeling when it happens or shortly after it happens. Do not stuff. It will explode and it will be very, very, very bad. You will not get past it. I, I can say that with confidence. You will not on your own. You may think it's going to go away, like, but you need to address it. And so what I would suggest is if someone, and again, this is you can only control yourself. If someone does something that you don't like or they hurt your feelings or they make a suggestion or they won't stop doing, you know, referring their photographer to you, you need to tell them, I feel slash felt, whichever one it is, this way when you did this. And I wanted, so you say how you felt when whatever it was happened. And then you say, I really don't want to feel this way. I love you too much for our relationship to be strained right now. And I don't know if you feel this way, but this is how I'm feeling. And I really want to reconcile this and have a conversation about it. And so you need to go into the conversation wanting to mend the relationship and wanting to repair it. Yeah, there's a, there's a. Oh. <laughs> I dropped my mic. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's not going to work. There is something really powerful about believing in what you're saying and having conviction with what you're saying. So you're going to believe, like, I really, like, I'm really annoyed right now. Maybe that's how you're feeling. You're like, I'm so annoyed that she keeps, I'm so annoyed that she keeps asking me when I'm going to finish my guest list. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe this, uh, this is what's coming to my mind. I'm so annoyed that she keeps asking me. Like every time she asks me, it makes me really anxious. I'm so frustrated. So going into the conversation, believing I want this to be better. I don't want to feel this resentment towards her. I really need this shift in our relationship. You're going to go up to her with a conversation and say, I feel really anxious every time you ask me about my guest list. I know you're coming from a place of wanting to help. 
and and maybe even start with I know you're coming from a place to help yes, when you ask me good. about the guest list. You're assuming it's, you're assuming the best about them and you're communicating that yep. you believe the best about them. And then you turn it and say every time that you do ask me or every time that I hear that because then you're continuing to make I statements so you're taking responsibility for this action. That's huge. Every time that I hear about my guest list, it makes me feel anxious. I'd feel better if we just trust that I'm working on it and we talk about anything other than guest list. Like, I really appreciate your help. I really appreciate you caring. It's just making me feel some type of way and I want to not feel it anymore. And it's likely, I mean, one of two things is going to happen. They'll go, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was making you feel that way. Yes, of course. Or the conversation may get a little deeper and they may say something like, well, Ashley, you know, I always just feel like you never take responsibility and da 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 da. And this is why. And so instead of the, the conflict resolving itself after one back and forth, it may be that you have to continue to engage in the conversation and that you might to go a step further. And it's really important that if the other party begins to snip back or, or, you know, get a little sassy, that you don't do that as well. Because if you, let's say, think of tennis. Um, they serve you a sassy ball. You can serve them one right back or you can change it. You don't have to give them sass back. You can give them, uh, you know, like understanding like, okay, you're saying that, that this is, uh, that I don't take responsibility for stuff. I just want you to know, here are some areas that I am taking responsibility in. I have in the past, maybe you own that. I have in the past not taken responsibility right now. I am I working on that and I'm trying to take responsibility on this. And so yeah. again, it's how you posture yourself. Are you going to posture yourself and go on the defensive to that? Or are you just going to take the position of reconciliation, mending, healing the relationship, all of that stuff and sassy comments and stuff like that aren't going to accomplish that. No. And that also reminds me of sometimes it's easy to take on the role of bridezilla. And I don't mean that you want to be bridezilla, but having it in your head, this like, well, I'm planning my wedding and I'm stressed out. So I am bound to feel this way. Like you don't have to feel that way. And understanding like there aren't two sides of you. There's not this bridezilla side of you and the normal side of you. If there's a bridezilla coming, like this can be hard to swallow, but that that is you right now and so what can you do to take care of yourself so that that side of you that frustrated or irritable snappy side of you isn't shown because it's not a side of you that you love and you don't live there so how can we keep bridezilla tamed into like a pretty little unicorn yes oh my gosh i'm gonna dive a little bit deeper here because i feel like it's necessary i know we're kind of getting this is a longer one, but there is, so if you take a sponge and you submerge it in anything, if you take a sponge and submerge it in soapy, bubbly, dawn, smell good water, and you hold it up, uh, you're not going to see the soapy, dawn, sudsy water, but when you squeeze it and you apply pressure to it, the sudsy beautiful water is going to come out and it's going to smell good. And it's like, Oh, it's there. If you were to take that same spudge and you were to submerge it in, uh, or it was submerged in a sink that has not been washed and there's food and there's yucky smelling stuff in there. And it's just grime. When you take out that sponge, it may look normal, but when you apply pressure to it, what's in the sponge is going to come out. And this is the same kind of thing. 
there is no different you. It's just you. It's just who you are. And so this might be one of those hard pills to swallow, like Ashley said, but this isn't the worst thing to come to this realization because it's an opportunity for growth and for you to work on yourself. Maybe you need to engage in a conversation with your fiance about how you're responding. And maybe you've just discovered that like, wow, I'm very bossy or I don't listen to my fiance's ideas or X, Y, Z, fill in the blank, whatever. <clears throat> oh my gosh, no, I'm dying. I'm telling you. <laughs> and and so it may be time that you may even need to potentially find a counselor or a therapist to begin to work through some of this stuff with. But it, it's not the worst thing in the world to come to these realizations. It can be a very healthy and good thing. And it can be right now as you're listening to this podcast. I literally just wrote down the words bossy. Don't listen to the husband's ideas. And I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to talk to my therapist about because this is what Justin complains about with me. There you go. Moment to work on oh, yourself. Oh man, that's really, really good though. Like if you feel like your spouse or significant other partner, whatever is constantly saying like you are this way and you are saying, no, I'm not. It would do you some good to at least try to work through it and look into it. We all have blind yeah. spots. All of us. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is sounding way too preachy. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I would just, yeah, want you guys to know you're not, if you, if you're having this moment where you're realizing, well, shit, do I, am I awful? Like girl, me too. I literally just wrote this down to talk to a therapist about legit. So you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all, all have, have flaws. yes, we all have stuff that we need to work through. And lastly, so those were all proactive. Uh, we're going to blast through these reactive ones. We've kind of already covered a lot of them, but we, I just want to go through these reactive ones because if you find yourself in a situation where you, you are cut off guard, you cannot prepare for everything, but we are going to try to be prepared with our proactive steps, but you might find yourself in a situation to where you did not prepare or plan to have your mother or your best friend or your so-and-so ask you a question. So we are going to plan. So uh, Ashley hit on this earlier. We should ask why instead of saying no. And what this is going to do is it's going to show that you're seeking to understand, that you value what they're saying, and that you want to understand where they're coming from. And by asking questions, you can gain an understanding of where they're coming from. And they're going to feel valued. They're going to feel heard. And you don't have to say yes in that moment. Uh, the next, the next thing literally that you can say our next reactive step is you can say, you know what, I'm going to think about that and I'll get back to you. Me and, and, and my partner, we're going to be talking about this. I'm going to take this advice to them and we're going to talk about this and it may fit in with, uh, with our goal for the big day. It might not, but you know what? I very much, uh, value your insight. Yeah, for sure. And then another thing, and I, Chris mentioned, this earlier in some regard don't like fluff up what you're gonna say don't lie about it so if let's say somebody is wants to be invited to your wedding and you don't know how to tell them like that they're not gonna be and let them down you might feel inclined to tell a white lie and say you know it's just not in our budget and we're trying to keep our guest list small and then they see on social media that you just threw the party of the year and it was extravagant. Yeah, and, and you invited Tina and, and not them. Referencing back to Tina and the death <laughs> moment. Love it. Yes. So let's not lie. Just hit them straight up. Tell them, you know, this is my guest limit. Like, I'm so sorry. I do lo love you. I honor our relationship. It's just, you know, numbers are numbers. You do have a limit. And I'd still love to catch up and grab lunch and like be able to still connect with you. 
And like it doesn't, it's not fun, but if you say it with grace and if you're honest and it talk about like your vision, you know, your why people, res- people respect you. They care about you. They're going to give you that grace. Yeah. Lying, lying is not a way out. It's, it's definitely not. And if anything, it's, it's a way to potentially damage and ruin a friendship, you know, a relationship. Yeah, well, so. the, the guilt that you feel after you lie oh, the and worst. then you might have a moment of like, you remembered that you told that lie and then it starts to eat at you. And then at your wedding, you're like, Ooh, let's not share that because I actually told somebody that we were doing something different and I don't want to get caught in my lie. Yeah. It's just, that can impact the way you feel. It's never, there are almost zero. The only pro, the only pro of lying is that it provides momentary relief, but it is momentary and the cons far outweigh the pro. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So lastly, our, our last reactive step that we would encourage people to do is listen, people, because there is conflict and it's going to happen with wedding planning or on the day of the wedding, it is very likely that you might hurt someone or be hurt by someone. Hurt is going to happen. We can't avoid it. We're trying to minimize it and we're trying to reconcile it when it happens. When it does happen, either you've been hurt by someone or they hurt you, it's so important that you actually seek to to mend any uh, any relationships that have been hurt. So we say you've heard you've heard firemen say this where there's smoke there's fire. And so if you see the smoke, the signs of a hurt relationship being to be there, there is an early chance to put out a fire before it engulfs a whole house. And that's when you see smoke. Do not ignore those signs because if you do, um you <laughs> there's going to be way more damage than if you would have just taken it and handled it, handled it when you saw the signs of smoke. When you know someone's feelings have been hurt, step into a conversation Mm -hmm. and the, it will be way easier to take care of that before it grows into something even worse. Yeah. And confronting the conversation and the hard conversation is not an easy thing to do. I, my business partner and I, Ashley, we've been in business together for almost eight years and the hardest and best thing we ever do is when she sends me a message because maybe I was bossy or I said something and she's just been mulling over this for months. Like this just happened last week and she sends me a message and she's like, this has been bothering me, blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, whoa, like that was so long ago. I didn't even, and so the fact that it was still on her mind and then we just had a moment of clarity conversation and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad she was like I've just been so caught up in my mind about this one comment that I thought our business was changing forever and I was gonna I was just like I don't know how to be a photographer all by myself and I'm like no uh, it's like no. that's not so, what I meant that's not at all what I meant and so being able to confront any of those situations head-on when you are aware that somebody's feelings were hurt especially if, if you're not aware you can't do it but if you're aware somebody's feelings are hurt you can even ask or you feel like things are weird. You're like, Hey, like I'm just sensing things are a little off. Like, are you, are we okay? And then, you know, they might be like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Like I get, I had a text last this week, like a couple days ago. Like, Hey, I just want to make sure we're okay. Like this is the last text I'm going to send you because I hadn't responded to like eight. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I am just in the thick of things. I am so sorry. We are good. Just being a very bad texter right now, (laughs) which I am also a bad texter too. Yeah. So that's it, y'all. I mean, that's it. We're talking about proactive 
um, tactics, reactive tactics, and, and just remember that your wedding is one day. It is one day of your life. Yes, it's important, it's special, and hopefully you're putting so much thought and intentionality into it, but your family is forever. And your family are the people that are going to walk with you through other highs in your life and other lows in your life. And so you should really be thinking long term when it comes to how you handle conversations with your mother or your mother-in-law, um, yeah. you know, or your father-in-law or, or whoever, you know, your best friend, a friend of a childhood friend. Like, do you really want to potentially jeopardize these relationships when, you know, family and friends that are basically family are forever? Yeah. Yeah, because they can be altered forever by the actions that are happening during this really stressful time. And then the last thing that we want you to walk away with and remember is that when you say yes to something, when somebody gives you one of these ideas and you say yes, you're saying no to something else. And so keep that in mind as you prioritize your day, as you structure your day, as you pick details out for your day and people give you opinions. When you say yes to the photographer that your friend wanted you to choose, You're saying no to the photographer that you wanted to choose and make sure that you leave yourself space to have a day that you want, not what they want. It's so important. It's so, so important. We know conflict can be hard, especially if you're someone that does not like it and it brings you anxiety and and makes you not feel good, but this is just a part of the territory. And so our whole hope and desire for this episode was to give you some tools to be able to navigate conflict or to be able to say no when this conflict arises um, because we know we know we've been there we've experienced those kinds of things and we know from a lot of the brides that lots of brides that we've worked with that this is something that brings people a lot of stress and anxiety you got anything else to add Ashley before we head out for the day I don't I'm just really really excited to see what people think I want to know what is something that really stuck out to you send us a message on Instagram and let us know if you had to use any of these or if there's one that's like really just hitting the mark for you and was exactly that what you needed to hear this week it really keeps us really encouraged to continue to create these conversations but it also helps us to feel like we're more of a community and that sure. you have a say in the conversations that Chris and I have that are going to help you and also reach out if there's something that's on your mind and either we'll work on helping you in the DMs or it'll help us have like an in-depth conversation like this on the podcast. Absolutely. We appreciate everything that you guys do. If you are not following us on Instagram and not connecting with us there, that's where you can do it. That's where Ashley and I hang out at and we connect with with our listeners there. So be sure to follow us at The Bridal Breakdown. Uh, There are loads and loads of resources and just more information about the podcast uh, on our website, thebridalbreakdown.com. We've had lots of reviews flow in this last week. I think we had like 15, 14 or 15 reviews come in our first week as a podcast. And and I think we're up to like 23 five-star ratings. So we appreciate those reviews. Man, if this podcast and this information is helping you, it helps us so much uh, uh, when people leave us reviews, when they rate and review. So if it's helped you, man, we would really appreciate you if you would go and do that. Anything else, Ashley? Nope. Just in the review, I just, um, if you think about when you go look at a podcast, this is why we talk about it all the time. When you go to look at a podcast and you are deciding whether or not it's worth listening to the first episode, the first thing I always do is scroll down to the reviews to see what people say. Mm -hmm. And if there's only like one or two reviews, I'm like, 
this may not be a podcast that's getting a lot of traction, even if it's a great podcast. Yep. So that is a big, it's a big social proof thing. So other brides that are looking for helpful content and information to help them through this time, they're going to scroll to those reviews and see what other people are saying. So that is the, it's huge for other brides to see if you're finding this helpful. 100%. That's all I wanted to run home. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody uh, be on the lookout for the next mini. So that's going to be dropping Friday on Friday. It never fails at the very see, end of the no. episode. The kids run down here. So oh, they, they know time is up. They know time is up. Dad. Thank you. Everyone okay. have a fantastic week. See you next time. Bye.